Welcome in to another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, General Manager at Wisports.net and your host for the WSN podcast. Busy times in high school sports and especially high school basketball. As the girls basketball playoffs are underway, boys basketball playoffs getting here. And uh, it, is, uh, it is going to be a sprint to the finish in the next few weeks as we move towards that uh, state tournaments, which again are, are adjusted this year, different Going to be held at the Lacrosse Center in the Menominee, Menominee Nation Arena. Um, you know, things look a little different, but gosh, it, it, it's going to be nice to have state tournament action and, and playoff action underway as, uh, as compared to what we ended last year with. We are going to have a, a, a great conversation coming up in, in this episode of the WSN podcast, which is airing on February 10th. Um, Conversation with Jose Winston, the Mr. Basketball in the state of Wisconsin in 1998 out of Milwaukee Vincent High School uh, and now the head coach at Brown Deer after a previous stint at Kenosha St. Joseph. Um, a great conversation with Coach Winston, as you'll hear in just a moment, um, a wide-ranging uh, number of topics that, that we'll touch on. But that's going to be the focus of our, of our conversation this week. And... Uh, you know, the, the next couple weeks, we're going to be full bore into the high school basketball playoffs. But Coach Winston, the focus of, of this week, uh, really, really um, great conversation. Again, that covered a number of topics that I think are, uh, you know, very pertinent and, uh, and very intriguing. And, and as you'll, you'll hear me mention, um, you know, somebody that uh, was, was in my era, I graduated from high school in 1998 and uh, follow Coach Winston's career from a very early age. So uh, really, really fun to catch up with Coach, Coach Winston, and uh, we'll get to that uh, here momentarily. The last few weeks on the WSN podcast, as, as you have uh, have heard and, and listened to, we've had a chance to check in with some former players from the state of Wisconsin, some outstanding Mr. Basketball, Miss Basketball Award winners, and uh, some great conversations as, as we've been able to catch up with uh, with some other players in the past, T.J. Bray from Catholic Memorial a couple weeks ago, the 2010 Mr. Basketball winner. Last week, Samantha Terry from Baraboo, the 2013 Miss Basketball winner in the state of Wisconsin. And uh, going to go back to, to my era, my time frame, uh, to, with our next guest, and that is Jose Winston, the 1998 Mr. Basketball selection out of Milwaukee Vincent High School. Coach Winston, uh, Coach Winston is now the head coach at Brown Deer High School on the boys' side. Coach, appreciate you taking a few minutes to join us here on the uh, WSN podcast. My pleasure, Travis. Thank you for um, having me come on. When you say 1998, doesn't that feel so much so long, so long ago, man? It, it does, yeah. I'm just flying. Yeah, uh, I'm a, a 1998 high school graduate as well, and, and very vivid. We recall, you know, watching your Vincent teams at state, and uh, you know, following your career uh, coming up through the ranks at the high school level, and, and everything like that. So it's going to be fun to to catch up. Uh, you know, kind of. I I, I wasn't obviously a, a Mr. Basketball or a, you know a state champion in high school by any means, but um, you know, good to uh, good to chat with someone my age, I guess, a little bit for, for lack of a better way to put it. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you, man. It's it's always a, a pleasure to uh, get onto a podcast and be able to talk, you know, basketball uh, to kind of talk growth when it comes to just life and everything in general. So, you know, I appreciate you having me on. 
Yeah, and let's let's go back and talk a little bit about growth as a, a basketball player, and, and talk ab- about your basketball roots. When when did you pick up the the basketball? When did you you know start playing? Where were you playing at? Uh, give us a you know what your younger years of basketball were like, maybe before you got to Vincent. Well, um, I, I started playing basketball at a very young age. I started down at Levine Boys and Girls Club, probably around the age of I would say five or six. Um, started playing down there. They had a league called Little Dribblers. Um, had a really uh, a really good friend of mine, Craig Harden. Um, Craig Harden Sr., his dad, um, kind of introduced me to basketball. So at a young age, he had us training down at the lakefront, running heels, running steps, all that stuff. And the nice thing about it was um, the older guys were always mixed in with the younger guys. So you kind of had an opportunity to look at their work ethic, and a lot of those guys were highly talented high school players at the time. So that started uh, playing ball. I grew up under guys like Keith Stewart, Brian Gardner, the Calvin Rapers, Daryl Greers, um, Latrell Sprewells, all of those guys that came through the Vineway Boys and Girls Club at one point. Um, so I had an opportunity to kind of Although being young, I had an opportunity to kind of watch them, watch how they work, and it just really sparked my interest, man. And I just I worked at it every single day. We're talking with Jose Winston, the 1998 Mr. Basketball selection out of Milwaukee Vincent High School. Uh, so you get to, to high school, you, you spend a lot of time, as you said, at the the Boys and Girls Club, and you know going going up through the uh, the youth programs. You get to high school and you go to Vincent where uh, Tom Diener is the head coach. You know, what was that transition like, going from you know, what you had been doing to, to playing under Coach Diener, a, a legendary coach here in the state of Wisconsin? Well, Trav, for me, the truth is I always play with older, older, older guys. So when I was in elementary school, um, when I was in the second grade, I was playing sixth, fifth, sixth, and seventh grade basketball. Um, and then – as I started to get older, um, even in eighth grade, uh, there was a league called the Warning League, and I was playing with grown men, 18 and 20-year-old um, guys. So when I transitioned into high school, it wasn't about the physicality of the game that you may see some freshmen struggle with now. Um, it was more about just learning concepts and kind of um, – continuing to learn how to lead and kind of looking at what coach wanted from me and being able to execute the plan that he had in store for me and for the team. So that was the bigger piece I had to kind of, when I got to high school, I was already highly talented. So for me, I had to kind of lose, um, kind of reshape my identity when it came to our high school team, because I had to become um, less selfish as a point guard. At uh, at Vincent, you guys obviously went on to have a great amount of success. Um, three time state champions. Your last three years there at Vincent, uh, an incredible depth of talent on those teams. You know, Marshall uh, Marshall Williams, Robert Yanders, um, James Wright, Terry Sanders, all Division One players. I might be missing a couple of the younger guys that played on those teams too. But uh, what was it like to have that kind of a semblance of talent? on one team and how did you guys make it all work? Well, it was, it was awesome, man, being able to play with such amount of talent. Right. But, um, 
the one thing I can say is we all were selfless and we all played together throughout the summer as well. So guys didn't really have an ego. A lot of times when you get a team full of talented guys, everyone has their cliques, everyone has their egos. And uh, so it's, it could be difficult coaching, I'm sure, and playing with that amount of talent. But because we were so close off the court, we had a true brotherhood. And to be honest, nothing could divide that brotherhood. No team, no coach, uh, no player. And we all just, we played for one another. We didn't necessarily play for statistics or anything like that. We played to win and we played for one another. So I think that helped us. Uh, developed such chemistry where we were able to win three state championships. You mentioned that that you were pretty highly touted at a young age, um, you know, coming into high school and in the early years of high school. What was that like having to kind of deal with that uh, notoriety and attention um, from fans, from opponents, from media, from recruiters? You know, what was that like back at, at that time in your early years at Vincent? Well, for me, Trav, I, I I learned from the people in front of me. And, again, I grew up playing with older guys. But the one thing I, I always learned, and I learned this from my parents as well, is always stay humble. My family was always grounded in the Bible. And in the Bible, it teaches you to always stay humble. Um, and for me, I always wanted to treat people the way that I wanted to be treated. So I never got caught up in what people were saying about me. I always understood that um, the most important thing is how you treat people and how they treat you. So I tried to stay as humble as I can when it came to sports and understanding that, you know, um, the same people that will put you on this pedestal, they'll knock you down as well. So make sure that you stay humble. We've had some conversations, again, with some of the uh, the other players that we've talked to in the past and um, have asked them uh, about, you know, what do you remember most about your high school days? And for many of them, it's not necessarily the basketball games or a specific moment or, you know, a, a game or, or even maybe a state title. It's kind of what happens around the game, the, the time with your friends, the time with your teammates on and off the court. As you look back at your days at Vincent, what kind of things stand out the most to you? You know what, Travis, that's funny you say that you're asking that question because I just had this conversation with our team um, last night at practice, and the thing I told them is it's not about games. It's not about your statistics or anything like that. At the end of the day, when the ball is done bouncing, you miss the brotherhood. You miss the camaraderie. You miss, you know, going through some struggles with your teammates. You miss the successes of that you have with your teammates. And those things outweigh any amount of games that you'll win, any championships that you win. You just miss the brotherhood and to try to stay in the moment to make sure that you appreciate each and every moment. So those are the things I miss. I miss, you know, the hard days of practices, having to help each other uh, through those moments. I miss the off-the-court moments when we had to help our, help each other through tough situations because we many of us didn't come from the greatest circumstances. So there was times where we literally had to help each other um, through certain things, and those are the things um, I miss the most. But those are the things that keep us close to this day. 
Our conversation with Jose Winston continues. Uh, again, three state titles at Milwaukee Vincent. You were the, you were the Mr. Basketball selection in 1998. Um, as you look back at your time in high school, what were some of the uh, the 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 opponents, the players that you played against, or maybe teams that you played against that that you remember the most, or or that uh, you know were were some of the noteworthy names, or some of the best players maybe you played against in high school. Well, from a high school perspective, you know we always battled against. Uh, you know, you had uh, had Mike Wilkes. You know, I always remember Mike. We're close friends to this day. Mike ended up playing in the NBA. Um, we had. Uh, you know, the Jimmy Fosters, uh, we had the Robert Jacksons, uh, the Drew Deaners, uh, a bunch of guys that were just outstanding basketball players. And to be honest, they were just outstanding people as well. And then I'll be honest, uh, with the amount of talent we had, our practices, having to go against Robert Yanders, having to compete against Marshall Wright, and, I mean, Marshall Williams and James Wright, and and Q. Mike Greer and Deontay Tate, all of these guys that came through there, the George Highshaws and everybody, um, man, iron really sharp as iron. So um, we had an opportunity to play against so many, so many players. Lavelle Felton that went to Madison, um, that's no longer alive, but played overseas, played at Louisiana, Sanjay Adels and all of those people, Terry Black. There were some really, really good high school teams I'm um, in high school players back when I played. Well, let me ask you about teams that you played on and against and with compared to maybe teams today. Um, maybe an unfair question, but I'll ask it anyway. Uh, your Vincent teams, maybe your senior year when you had some of those younger guys coming up and, and joining you versus let's say Nicolay from a couple years ago or the Germantown teams or the Stevens Point teams. Where, where do you think you guys would match up? I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, with the versatility of our team, we match up in any era. Um, again, we're in a totally different era of basketball. Things are called differently. I think back when we played, it was a little bit more rugged. I think these guys nowadays may be a little bit more athletic because these guys are really athletic, these young players now. But I think mentally – we would have the edge because we were just tough. You know, we were tough. And then if you're looking at size for us, you know, you're looking at James Wright, who was 6'5", 6'6", Marshall Williams, who was 6'5", 6'6". You got Terry Sanders, who was 6'7", 6'8". Not to mention you got a Q-Mont Greer if we needed to pull him up, who 6'5", 6'6". And then our guard play with Robert Yanders, uh, myself, Tyrone Rome, uh, George Hyshaw, and a bunch of other guys, uh, I don't know how many teams, um, when you look at depth perspective, that could match up with us. And we were, were able to play multiple styles of basketball. We could play fast or we could play slow. We could rebound. Uh, we can we could really defend um, 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 all areas of the court. So I, I would put our team up there, and I might be a homer, but I'll put our team up there against anybody, and I think we could beat anybody. You lost one game as a senior. I don't recall. Was that an out-of-state game against at one of those out-of-state tournaments? That, let, let me tell you, that is up for debate still to this day. <laughs> um, I've never saw a guy catch the ball with .8 seconds, pump fake, take a side dribble, 
shoot it from the corner. And once the ball goes through the hoop, the horn rings. So that's up for debate right now. So, <laughs> but no, we've lost to uh, a good P, a really good P. Or your manual team when they had Frank Williams um, and those guys. Frank, he played at Illinois and ended yep. up playing with the Knicks and a, a couple other teams in the NBA. But uh, a phenomenal game. He ended up hitting a buzzer beater again. Um, we tend argue that we got we got the short end of the stick in Illinois but um nevertheless he, he hit it and that was the game we lost but uh at that time I think we finished probably seventh in the nation that year and that may have boosted us up to top five so um but it's all good it was a great experience after your days at Vincent, you went on to play three years at Colorado and, and then returned back home to play a year at, uh, at Milwaukee to finish out your college career. Uh, what, was your, what was your college career like? You know, what were some of the highlights? What stood out about playing big-time college basketball? Well, um, I think if there's any young people listening, um, the difference between high school and college, and I think they understand that a little better now, to be honest, Travis, is you can go from loving the game to now the game is a business. And I think that's the thing that I struggled with early. I always played basketball because it was my outlet and because I just loved basketball. And I really struggled when um, I started to realize that basketball was a business. Um, but some of the highlights, I think, uh, you know, we went to the NIT quite, uh, two times at the university of Colorado. Um, I'm top five in steals in Colorado. I'm top 10 all time in assists. I think I may be one or two in single season assist leader at Colorado. Uh, went to UWM, um, had a chance to play under coach Bruce Pearl and had a chance to play with some of my friends. And we were the first team ever in UW. M history. Although I think Mark Mitchell and um, Craig Green and those guys probably could have made the tournament their senior year, but we were the first team that officially made the NCAA tournament and had an opportunity to beat a very good Notre Dame team. We just missed the layup at the buzzer, but what a, it, it was a great experience. We're uh, talking with Jose Winston, the 1998 Mr. Basketball selection at Milwaukee Vincent, and, and now the head coach at Brown Deer. Uh, before Brown Deer, you were the head coach at uh, Kenosha St. Joseph's for a number of years. What was your, your path to go from a, a player, you know, a very good player, a very well-known uh, player, to becoming a, a high school coach? What was that path like, and, and you know, what led you back into the game as a coach? Well, for me, um, being a point guard, um, growing up, I've always been able, my coaches have always given me the ability to lead the team. Uh, when I got to high school, uh, and I thank, I thank Coach Diener for this, uh, he gave me the ball and he said, hey, these are your troops, you man them. Um, so he gave me a lot of leeway into kind of learning my craft and also learning from him. So I realized early that I had to be an extension of the coach uh, out there on the court. The other thing is, is that um, I knew that at some point when I started to transition, as I got older, I definitely wanted to give back and uh, kind of teach the game and, 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 and help kids to understand that 
um, the game of basketball is just an extension of, of what life is. So it's set up to help you get through your trials and tribulations. And um, I knew that my path and some of the things that I've went through and some of the things that I had to endure um, could really help some of these young men and um, they path through life. So I've always wanted to be a coach. I think those coaches before me, um, those coaches that coached me and allowed me to come back when I was done playing to learn under them um, for kind of helping me kind of figure out uh, this craft a little bit. And let me tell you something. In coaching, um, you're constantly having to learn. And when you stop learning and, and you stop getting better, that's when things become complacent and you don't see any growth. I uh, want to give you a chance to to talk a little bit about this year's Brown Deer team, the, the team that you have right now, uh, coming off a win last night, as we record this, uh, a win last night uh, against Cudahy. You won three in a row. Uh, you, you avenged an earlier loss to Greenfield. You beat a pretty solid Grafton team. Uh, where where are you looking? What do you, uh, what do you like about this Brown Deer team this year? Well, what I love is, is the resiliency of this team. Um, and, and Travis, I'm a straight shooter. We were not playing well early in the year. I think we had about five or six of our games. We lost by a total of seven points. And with that, seven or eight points, I may be off by maybe one or two, but it was less than double digits. And with that, to be honest, um, that taught me that, you know, we still had some immaturity. Um, a lot of times when you're not winning close games late, um, it has to do something with you know, uh, the closeness of the team, uh, guys kind of learning their roles, um, guys accepting their roles, um, guys playing the game the right way. Um, and I think we're starting to hit in the right direction. Um, I think we're starting to peak at the right time. But we've had all – we've went through so many different things this year already uh, but every day these guys show up and they're competing every day in practice and every day in the game. And now you're starting to see those things start to change. Um, now we're starting to win some close games and we're starting to put full games together where we weren't doing that early. And uh, I think it bodes well for later on down in the season. I think at some point we'll start to get, we'll get John Lovelace in here ready to go. And um, I think our team will start to become complete then. So I like where we're at. Um, I like the mindset of our team right now. And I like the fact that we, we had to go through a tough stretch because that's when your true identity and your true character show. You either fold or you stand up like a man, you poke your chest out, and you weather that storm. And they, these guys have weathered that storm, and I like where we're at right now. Coach, before we let you go, I, I want to ask you a little bit about kind of the state of uh basketball in the the city of Milwaukee the the high school game um you're, you're coaching at Brown Deer but obviously your roots are in Milwaukee that's where you play that's where you've spent a, a lot of time um we, we've seen over the last few years uh, a number of players that have left the city of Milwaukee and uh obviously some of them you know go out and play in the suburbs but many of them have gone and and played out of state or or went elsewhere uh you know is is that a good thing do you think it, it, what things can be done to um, maybe try to get some of those top players to, to stay in state and, and just kind of what is the, the state of high school basketball in Milwaukee overall, do you think? Well, um, that's a loaded question, <laughs> but 
I, I love the question, and I'm glad you asked it, Chad. I think, um, well, I'll, I'll break it down in a couple aspects. And, and again, this is my personal opinion. We all have our personal opinion. One, I think that, um, first off, I think it's it's really disappointing that um, the, the the Milwaukee kids right now, um, those kids that are are not able to play, I think it's very disappointing that there was not there was no strategy that was brought forward to try to help these kids play. We're in a tough time, Travis. Uh, there's a lot of social emotional issues going on right now with kids. I mean, if you think about it, most of these kids have been out of school for a whole year, so uh, we gotta find a way for them to be able to have an outlet. I think. Uh, with the state of Milwaukee basketball, I think it's still in a good place. I think they got some good young leaders there, but I think we got to find a way to be able to um, spread the wealth in different schools. I think when I was playing, kids went to many, there was so many different high schools that we went to that was so competitive. And now I think that's down to a few schools. The other piece of it is as a state, Travis, we got to do a better job of, of kind of, aligning our rules, um, our game rules to what the college games look like. I really believe that we need to implement a shot clock. You're saying this, and this is a guy that's saying that. I know people say, well, Winston, you guys ran a spread offense at times and took five minutes. Yeah, but that's because if we didn't run that type of offense, then the other team would come out and pass it 50 times. I think we need to get a shot clock. I think we need to open up our rules a little bit. Um, when it comes to, um, you know, or I, I should say be fair with the rules when it comes to transfer rules and things of that nature, because right now I'm seeing certain kids get to transfer and it's not being held against them. And then I'm seeing other kids that transfer is being held against them. But we got to align our rules with the college rules. If we're saying we want our kids to inspire to play college basketball, then we need to align our rules with the college basketball rules. Um, going out of state, I mean, you know, I don't have the right to tell kids that they shouldn't go experience a, a, uh, prep school type of environment. But the question is, you know, what are we doing to keep our kids here? Why do we want to keep, how do we keep our kids here? And why should a kid want to play in a state that at times they don't feel like respects them very much, you know, as a player? Um, so we just got to figure it out. And the only way we can do that is if we all sit down together, coaches, um, the people that are making the rules, and we all have an open dialogue about what's best for the kids. Because ultimately, Travis, and I've read up on you too, I think you're all about what's best for the kids. And right now we're making some rules that aren't necessarily best for the kids. That's a, a good way to put it, and you know, hopefully, uh, you know, things continue to move forward. And like you said, hopefully, those kids in Milwaukee and in other areas of the state that are are not playing uh, get those opportunities very soon. And and you know, we find some ways forward to uh, to allow those kids to get back on the court, as you said, to uh, to have that outlet. Um, you know, it, it'd, it'd be very tough, obviously, for. Uh, kids to not only be out of school for for a year and approaching a year, you know, potentially a year and a half almost, and to not have that athletic outlet, and uh, you know the the benefits that that we know that come with high school athletics. So uh, very well put. And, 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 and 
the truth is, Travis, I, I think some people see basketball as just basketball. If you haven't played it, most people, and, and it depends on how you teach it. But when you look at basketball, it's set up to help us through our life experiences. You're going to have some, you're going to have some highs. You're going to have some lows. You're going to have some in-betweens. Um, you're going to have some times where you got to be resilient. You're going to have some times where you got, you're going to get humbled. You're going to have all different types of times where you're going to have to persevere and do some things. And when you look at a kid having to miss a year or a year and a half of those life lessons, and maybe they're not getting those life lessons at home or, they're not getting them um, inside of their community, and, they, and they're only getting them from an athletic perspective, then that's a year and a half that, you know, that kid may struggle with some life issues. And sports helps you through those issues. I, I can speak for myself. They help, sports helped me through many of the issues that, I, that I've had to persevere through. So you worry about those kids' mental, um, the state of their mental capacity, because being out of school for a year and a half, not being able to be social for a year and a half, not having an outlet for a year and a half, um, even as adults, we struggle with that, you know. Um, so we just got to figure it out. And and it's not just it's not just Milwaukee; it's kids all across the state that's struggling with those things. But we got to do what's best for the kids. So even if they're not playing, what are the alternatives that we can offer that can help us? Uh, mentally and socially to continue to help these kids grow. And that's the big piece. That's the, that's the piece that you worry about and that you pray about each and every night, um, the growth of these young men and young women. Absolutely. Good stuff, Coach. Uh, again, uh, if, if you would have told me back in high school when I was following Milwaukee Vincent and, and Jose Winston and, and everything that, you know, 20 20- Plus years later, whatever it is, I'd be here having this chat with you. I, I would have been, uh, I would have been in in, in disbelief. So uh, I really appreciate you taking some time to catch up with us. It was it was great to talk to you, get your insight on on a great many things, and uh, certainly good luck the rest of this year with uh, with Brown Deer. Thanks, Trav, and keep doing what you're doing, man. It's, it's very much needed. Uh, being able to get online and, and get on a podcast and talk with somebody that's. Um, that has his, his heart in the right place, and that's all about kids and the growth of kids and, and the growth of the game of basketball. Um, I truly appreciate just you taking the opportunity to have me on, uh, being, what, 20, 25 years removed as an old man. I truly appreciate it, man, and it was fun talking with you. All right, good stuff, Coach. Thank you. Really fun interview to do with Coach Winston. Again, part of our, our recent um, series that we've done for the WSN podcast, looking back and, and talking with some former players from the state, TJ Bray from Catholic Memorial a couple weeks ago, Sam Terry on the girls' side from uh, from Baraboo last week, and hope to do this uh, again and, and continue it a little bit. Our, our focus will change in the next few weeks as we you know kind of narrow in on the basketball playoffs. But um, you know it, it's it's been a, a fun part of uh, of our podcast the last few weeks, and, and again we'll continue that. We'll get in in some uh, football players and in you know some of the other sports as well potentially, and some basketball players still, and and get uh, get some great perspectives from uh, from those folks. So uh, looking looking forward to that and, and looking forward to the basketball playoffs that are underway again for girls basketball and will be underway for boys basketball very soon. That'll do it for this week's edition of the WSN podcast. I'm Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game. <laughs>